We are going to start today's session with a conversation with Janan Mehta, partner at Campus Fund and at JSW Ventures. So we'll talk about both Campus Fund and JSW Ventures. Janan is in India. Welcome, Janan. Nice to meet you. Hi, thanks for having me. Super, super stoked to be here. So tell us, uh, tell us about a bit of your background as well as what are you up to with the investment? Sure, sure. Um, so uh, I, I think I started out first as an entrepreneur. Uh, I was 18 when I started my first business. I sold that and, you know, I was super excited to be in startups because it felt new, you know. Uh, that was like the second wave of entrepreneurship in India um, when, I, when I was able to exit. Uh, and that's when I joined Mumbai Angels. I think that's where we actually connected. Uh, yes, at, I remember. At, yeah, the first time when when we interacted. And um, post that, I had another startup. Um, then I scaled another another fintech company as a second employee. Completed my MBA and came back to India to join uh, GSW Ventures and um, you know join join Campus Fund. So uh, that's that's been my journey till now. Um, let me give you a quick... Before we go to the fund, I want to um, ask you a little bit about your startups and also uh, since you've been involved with the Indian startup ecosystem for quite a while, um, sure. talk a little bit in, as an overview of what you observe as the evolution of the Indian startup ecosystem, both as an entrepreneur and as an investor and participating in Mumbai Angels, etc. Sure, sure. Uh... Back in 2013, I would say that entrepreneurship and startups were were quite quite novel. Uh, the quality of entrepreneurs, um, you know, uh, compared to the U.S., um, were were uh, were still lacking some sort of maturity, if I must say. Uh, you saw a lot of uh, um, very interesting ideas, probably not enough capital. This was all in 2013 to 15 um, period. You had a few successes, right? A uh, couple of yeah. big exits, um, but it was nascent. Um, yeah. I think that when I now look at entrepreneurship uh, from an entrepreneur perspective and the quality of entrepreneurs and also capital in 2020 when I came back to India, now it is significantly different. Uh, I think the bar has been raised um, significantly higher than a second time, third time entrepreneurs who've got successful yeah. exits, right? That's the first and biggest differentiation. Second is that yeah. uh, you have product talent in India that that is booming, uh, given that in the last five to seven years, you've seen uh, interesting companies uh, being built. Some have been acqui-hired and you have people leaving from you know those acquisitions, having worked with US talent to start their own companies or you know become directors of product. So product talent has improved. India always had a strong, uh, uh, say, you know, tech, uh, IT culture. Yeah, so, developers, good yeah. developers all around. Yeah. Coding. And, okay, I, I probably the nuance there I would add is that even in that, the quality, you know, of coders, you can say is, is, is growing. Probably it's not there yet for an ecosystem as big as India, but it's growing. Um, uh, so on the talent front, you know, we saw significant boost right your, your IIM Ahmedabad and IITs and 
um, Indian B schools as well, I think, started progressing and looking at startup ecosystem more seriously with with the government push in 2016. Um, and now in 2020, you're seeing, I think, probably now I can say that uh, India's time to shine in the startup ecosystem is here, right? We are now, I think, increasingly going to create global products. You're seeing Freshworks as a as a uh, classic example of an Indian SaaS company being 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 listed on 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 the Nasdaq, which is huge. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, to set an example, and I think increasingly you're going to see a lot of platform SaaS businesses building for the world, Southeast Asia for sure, but I'm seeing even for the US coming out of India. So significant. I mean, the last seven eight years in India have for the for the venture space has been um, have been pretty incredible. From, from yeah, an entrepreneurial so. perspective and from capital perspective, both. Yeah, we've, uh, you know, we have done case studies of companies that are India-born companies. Freshworks, of course, we know very well because Freshworks was incubated in one and by one and but uh, even beyond Freshworks, I'm seeing companies like um, on Tuesday, I think on Monday, I was talking to Raghu, uh, who's the CEO of ELO.ai. This is a yeah. phenomenal company. Yes, a really no. kick-ass company, absolutely kick-ass company. QMath, have you seen QMath? QMath is a kick-ass company also. I mean, these are really, really world-class companies, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, uh, what's, what's exciting, I think, is that uh, for the first time in India, uh, I think that belief exists that now we can build for the world. You know, that... Yeah. That, that that cultural change, you know, is significantly important to have the confidence to go to a foreign country and say that, look, I think I can crack this, right? And playbooks have been made. You have, uh, for example, yeah. SaaS founders coming together to help other SaaS founders that are trying to scale in the US or other parts of the world. So knowledge is being shared quite openly, right? Which did yeah. not exist before, right? So if, if I may say, you know, uh, a community is being built, you have uh, the, the right pillars being set up uh, you know, uh, Indian investors now are, I think, understanding how they should be looking at global plays from India, right? And and yeah. you're seeing, I mean, there are so many companies that I can think of today that are already at probably a 50 million ARR that... Right, right. Have, have but, you know, the other trend that I, I think is also extremely interesting, equally interesting is that the, the companies that are being built in India facing the Indian market, um, there are also very interesting companies being built that way. I mean, the FinTech sector is really of an course. interesting sector. The health tech sector is really interesting sector. The ed tech sector is really interesting sector. Of course, they're all very crowded sectors, but that also is bound to happen in a booming market that's bound to happen. And then, you know, in, in with time, it will become clear which ones really make it. Of course, there's a unicorn mania going on. There's a lot of, you know, excessive funding. And I happen to not believe that just the ones that are going to be, get the maximum amount of funding are going to be the ones that are going to win those spaces. They have an advantage, which is a capital advantage. They also have a disadvantage of not having discipline of how to manage cash. So, um, so we'll see how that all plays out, whether they can manage cash and, and uh, you know, execute when money starts to dry up a little bit. Right now, the, there's correction going on. So, um, no, but so, I think so, the so, bottom line is there is movement. There's a lot of momentum. Yes. Uh, and, you know, a few of the sectors that you did touch upon, 
are quite unique to India, right? EdTech, for example, yeah. and uh, is quite unique to India culturally because you know, I'm sure you're yeah. aware and uh, you know that there's a high focus uh, in Indian culture on educating your, your uh, children, right? And therefore, yeah. there is a propensity to pay and experiment, right? So we're glad yeah. that that uh, for, you know, for example, Baiju's right. Uh, he he grabbed the bull by the horn, and he was uh, able to build something so wonderful, right? That he can now solve for the world. But well, and, and also the infrastructure for customer acquisition is coming together, right? I mean, how would you otherwise? I mean, today yeah, if you're possible to acquire customers of consumers, which was not there. Of course, if I if I have to give you a quick, uh, and, and 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 your viewers a quick background, right? Of course, this is possible because of India stack and because of, you know, the internet enabled uh, smartphone penetration that's happening in the country. We're looking at around 650 million smartphones, 450 to 500 million internet enabled smartphones, right? That's about half the population that today has an internet enabled uh, like smartphone. And of course, I can go into the nuances of how many people actually are looking at Bye. outside of YouTube and WhatsApp, right? And okay. probably the probably the uh, like the funnel gets thinner, but I th I think the point being that people are experimenting, and if not today, then tomorrow or day after they are going to get comfortable with their smartphones, how to use the internet, right? And therefore that is a huge opportunity, which is why you're seeing so many edtech companies still raise such large rounds, right? Uh, I was speaking to an edtech founder, you know, and he was so bullish on the fact that we are just scratching the surface yet, so. Um, yeah, there are there are uh, two two sides of the coin. <laughs> well, I think the the other interesting thing is that the you know when uh, I started working on the Indian ecosystem startup ecosystem in two thousand five with when I started my blog and you know the Forbes column and um, I remember I wrote an article in Forbes about we should celebrate the Indian entrepreneurs, not the cricketers and the Bollywood stars. <laughs> So, um, I mean, of I course, now we are celebrating. I mean, India yeah, is yeah, celebrating now we are. Right. In a very big way. So, yeah, I, um, I think I think you were you were ahead of your time, uh, very honestly, right? And yeah, and it was, uh, but you know, it, it you have to start somewhere, and I think there there was uh, the beginning of. Right? And and I'll tell you something that uh, in 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 India we we are having a trend of making biopics, right, of sports people yeah. that have been successful, uh, you know, and. Uh, film stars, probably cricketers. I think that there's going to be a time when we'll be making movies about, about it. and that is a significant change. Significant Good change, change. And, and you know these nuances are are very important because uh, a lot of talent is uh, unlocked. You know when culturally uh, taking a risk is accepted. Yes. You know Huge change. that change has happened, and that was a massive change. Huge is, change. Yeah. But I, but I still believe that in other parts of India, outside of Bangalore, say, and you know the metros, right? I still would like to see more entrepreneurship. I would still like to see young uh, students, graduates take uh, more of a risk. Like you know, our work at Campus Fund is largely focused on backing student entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, like recent graduates. So we are constantly looking and allowing a platform and infrastructure for these students to actually come and speak to us at least, right? Brainstorm mm -hmm. with us, uh, kind of discuss and uh, give them the comfort that, you know, because uh, there are also horror stories. People get scared, you know, they, they don't know if they should take institutional funding, 
right? Uh, and therefore, there's a lot of education that needs to be done as well in the tier two, tier three cities outside the metros. Yeah. But that cultural change is here, and we're very excited about that. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and and also the we see uh, we see companies from the non-metro, non you know six-stop metro uh, geographies. Like we have a company right now um, from Chandigarh, and wow. um, so and the thing is, this education that you're talking about. Everybody needs that. First-time entrepreneurs need that education, right? Yeah. Because to me, the thing that I see constantly from where I sit, and, and you know, we've been doing this for a very long time now, um, positioning is the missing expertise across sure. the board. People sure. kind of spend two years, three years, five years going after markets with a product that is not positioned properly. and. And if you don't have a product that is positioned properly, you would never achieve product market fit. You would never achieve velocity, and you would never be able to move past that kind of pit start kind of mode. So, so that yeah. uh, you know that education alongside risk. You know, people feel comfortable taking risks when when you feel like you know how to put one foot before the other. That mm. that knowledge of putting one foot before the other is vital. And we are working on trying to, you know, disseminate that knowledge at scale. And you yeah. may have seen we've done something on Udemy recently. We've released a bunch of courses on Udemy to get people started with, you know, the case studies and understanding how people have done before. See, when you see people have done it before you, you start getting confidence that, yeah, I can do this too. Okay, here's how this guy did it and so forth. So I'm very bullish on the pan-India opportunity. You know, the yes. Assam and the Punjab and the, you know, Rajasthan. You have Bhopal and Indore and you have Chennai. Odisha, Bhubaneswar is doing well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, the, the, the smaller towns in India do have a serious potential, uh, you know, and one, you know, I, I think in all of these smaller towns, we'll see significant companies coming up in the future. So, yeah. so we are excited. Yeah, we are. We are excited. Tell us about uh, Campus Fund and JSW Ventures. All right. So first, I, I, I'll take JSW and then I'll speak about Campus Fund. So JSW Ventures is a is is a is a forty million dollar fund. We are largely Series A focused. Uh, we do up to two million dollars in the first check, four to five million throughout the life of an investment. Uh, we are largely SaaS and platform business model focused, uh, covering enterprise, health, consumer, finance, agri. Uh, industries. We are uh, not a corporate venture capital, you know, arm or a fund. Uh, JSW is an anchor LP in the fund, right? But we've mm -hmm. raised institutional capital, uh, you know, so 20 to 30 percent comes from the from from the from the Jindal family of the JSW group. Uh, for all those who don't know, they are the largest steel manufacturers in India, right? And now they are increasingly getting into different, you know, like uh, they are they are like diversifying into 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 different industries. Uh, so that's that's you know JSW Ventures as 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 a fund. Uh, uh, Sanam, one question on JSW. Um, sure. You said you're a Series A fund. What do you need to see? Let's say you're SaaS, you're SaaS and platform focused. So what do you need to see in the deal right. to write that check? Sure, sure. So 
let's let's cover everything about JSW and then we'll speak about Campus Fund. So yeah, let's focus exactly. Let's for, for, for the next few minutes. Um, for JSW, uh, I think uh, what I look at largely is around four to five things, right? Uh, the first thing I look for is uh, the scale, uh, the market, um, right? Product market fit. And I'll try to define product market fit. I'll take a, take a stab at it, right? I'm looking at the use of technology that creates a differentiation. And I'll again give an example uh, for, for all of this. Uh, we are largely a capital efficient focused fund, right? Probably mm -hmm. few. Uh, our first fund was started seven years back. That was a smaller $10 million fund. Today we've uh, closed a $40 million fund, right? And one of the key themes for us has been backing entrepreneurs that are capital efficient, right? And I think the fifth thing that I'm looking at is uh, uh, the entrepreneur's domain expertise and his his grit or his tenacity to execute. Right now, mm -hmm. let me give you an example of what I've just said. Um, uh, we backed a, I, I led a recent investment in this company called CureSkin, right? Which is a which is a YC company. Um, Kosla has invested in their seed round, uh, and we led their Series A investment. Now, CureSkin uses artificial intelligence. Uh, uh, to scan or diagnose your skin or your face and tells you what sort of like blemishes, acne, dark circles you have and gives you product recommendations from their uh, product portfolio to solve that, right? Uh, it's a very interesting use of technology to solve a serious problem, which is uh, access to dermatology, right? Uh, if you look at the problem in India, there is one dermat for every 1.2 lakh to 1.5 lakh people, right? And that is a serious uh, 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 challenge. Most dermats are tier one focused, right? So they live in, in, in the metros. Now, what do the tier two, tier three, tier four city uh, towns uh, people do? They, they have the propensity to pay. They would like to pay, but they would like to get the right advice. So they go to their mm -hmm. chemist, and they land up experiencing something uh, uh, horrible with, you know, their skin, uh, start swelling up or you know you have more acne or breakouts etc right and they're actually using technology very well to solve this problem so uh, it, it's very close to what we believe which is using technology to create a serious differentiator it's a d2c mm -hmm. company but a tech-led d2c company so super super interesting right um, let's take the use of um, let, let's take the other thing that i said which is scale or market size right um, we backed purple.com and happy to announce that Today it became a became a became India's hundred and second like unicorn. Uh, they were just valued at one point one billion, so uh, that's our first unicorn in 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 our in our portfolio. Uh, and uh, the market size, you know, is is uh, like massive. We're looking at uh, if you look at look at a top down approach, right? Uh, when we invested in them. Uh, 20 or 30% of e-commerce transactions were happening in the beauty personal care segment, right? If, if I'm not wrong, uh, the number was approximately 8, 8 billion, right? And from that, when we invested, only there was 5 or 6% internet penetration for uh, the beauty personal care segment, which is growing at 20% CAGR and post-COVID, it's like 25, 27% CAGR, right? The market is expanding at such a large uh, or such a, such a rapid scale that, you know, we're not worried about, about the market size, uh, about, about that industry, especially the in internet enabled e-commerce for, for beauty personal care. 
Um, so that's an example of, you know, market size that gives us comfort that, you know, we are looking at next 10 years is going to keep scaling at 20%. So, uh, yeah. Talk to me about, in terms of validation, where does a company need to be before you write your $2 million check right. or thereabouts? I was just going to come to that. Right, it's a product market fit, right? And then this is this is the this is the tough one, right? Uh, I, and you know, I don't think the way I look at product market fit, I I look at revenue as a sub segment of the user behavior and traction that you've achieved. Now, for example, mm -hmm. uh, if I look at a SaaS company, I'm trying to look at um, what is the um, net dollar retention first thing. I'm trying to look at cohort retention. I'm trying to use look at the usage patterns. Um, usage statistics matter a lot, whether you know, not just the rev, the dollar amount or the revenue amount. So for a Series A opportunity, I think when I wear my Series A hat, I am looking to understand if they've been able to hit critical mass, uh, or they or, or they've been able to get uh, enough uh, traction for liftoff. Right? Have do have they created this small cult that can't live without their product? Right? And mm -hmm. anything that helps me validate this concept of a small cult, uh, I am I am I I am interested in. Right? So if I look at platform businesses, uh, I'm not looking at uh, looking at looking at the number of transactions, but what I am looking at is how many products you've been able to upsell, cross sell. Right? How have you used this data, right, to create platform uh, efficiency or say platform network? Right? To, to to ensure that you can compound on your learning and create a very unique offering for them in the long run. So platform businesses are slightly uh, are, are evaluated slightly differently as per the nuance yeah, of the industry. Yeah, and, and SaaS companies are slightly different, right? But in all of these, I'm trying to look at, have you been able to hit that critical mass for liftoff, right? Like it's, 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 that, it's that value of death and then have you been able to get that get that jump up or are you seeing your product being used in such a scale that you can't keep up? Have you invested in a platform company? Uh, so I would say Purple is is a is an e-commerce platform company, right? Uh, we are looking uh, Healthplex is a very good example, right? So they use uh, they are in EMR but the data that they use from the EMR, uh, they kind of uh, use that data to help pharma companies with their with their research uh, and give mm -hmm. them insights. So that's a very good example of aggregating data from their SaaS product and making it a platform business for, for the pharma companies. Uh, it's not very easy to get platform companies to go to market as platform companies before Series A. Yeah, 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 correct. Now, uh, that's a that's an interesting nuance, right? Um, let's say they start out as an e-commerce company, right? And or a that e company. I'm sorry. Can you can you? Can or you... a SaaS company. Or a SaaS company. I mean, SaaS companies are. I think SaaS companies moving to platform companies are quite obvious, right? Like, for example, if you have an HR tech company, they can cross sell, upsell. That happens much later, though. Usually. Yeah, it happens Usually they come up with one product and start yeah. selling that product, getting that business going before they even think about, I mean, I'm having conversations with SaaS companies that are very sizable and they're still not into platform yet. 
But you know, you know, I would, I would probably say that SaaS companies thinking of platformizing their 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 approach uh, are those companies that have a have some sort of a market share or they have a strong brand. Like like for example, in India, we have this company called Darwin Box, which is an HR tech company, and I'm seeing slowly that they're probably moving into some sort of a platformized approach. You know, right. there are really three, only three companies that have made a real shift from a SaaS company to a platform company. One is Salesforce.com, two is Twilio, and yeah. three is Atlassian. And I, I would say those are the only three really well-executed instances of being let me, a true let me platform. Ask you a question let, me, let me ask you a question. How do you define a platform business in a, in a, in a SaaS product? Would it be having having a marketplace of third party applications is that is that a yeah. definition yeah yeah as part of the definition part of the definition is you have to have the stack the developer stack ready such that third party isvs can build products on top of that platform mm. and so, then you need a marketplace where they can sell that yeah. those uh, products Correct. now Correct. there is a nuance that's happening out there which is a lot of uh, SaaS companies are opening up their platform for extension within their enterprise customer base. So if you look at ServiceNow, ServiceNow tried to do this kind of platform strategy, the ISV ecosystem marketplace platform strategy, then they abandoned it. Yeah. And they went straight into the enterprise, but within the enterprise they have APIs to which to yeah. expand sure. the sure. scope of the sure. application. And that strategy is followed by more people. Zendesk is following that. Can you hear me? Uh, did you lose me? Can you hear me? Can you yeah, hear back. me? Yeah, I'm back. Did you, did you, did you? Yeah, now I can hear you. Okay, perfect. You can hear me? Okay, so what I was saying is that uh, that strategy is followed by more companies like the Zendesk, the HubSpot, yeah. Uh, there are a lot more companies that are following the API integration strategy within their customer base. But the real, you know, true ISV path strategy, I, I have seen very few instances of real ISV path strategy. Yeah. And it's and very then, hard to do in the Series A timeframe. It comes later. Yeah, and, and I, I think that they're, they're able to largely pull that off because of either some sort of market share or the fact that they, they have a strong brand name, right? Yes, uh, that's right. Market share, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, uh, that's, that's the metric again, right? At a Series C, a Series D, right? Uh, at a Series A, you would always think that can this, comp can this SaaS company go on to lead uh, the vertical it's operating in, right? That's right. Uh, you look at, you know, probably one of the things is uh, the the horizontal versus the vertical approach of building a product, right? And what what I would say is that a lot of horizontal products have already you know taken taken shape, and you know uh, uh, you have large companies that are playing across the field. Horizontal Probably, is a very tough go to market strategy. Exactly, exactly, right. So it's always easier to crack one vertical and then expand, Absolutely. right? Uh, and and again, talk about campus funds. I don't want to miss talking about campus funds. So that was that was that was JW Ventures now uh, on on campus fund. So campus fund started out uh, with uh, with with uh, 
Interestingly, the first company that I led uh, or, or I co-led from Mumbai Angels, uh, the founder of that started Campus Fund, right? Okay. When she came back from LBS. Um, and it's based on the dorm room concept, basically, right? So we're uh, going to uh, like universities in India, uh, tech and management, like universities in tier one, tier two cities uh, and tier three cities. Uh, onboarding students that behave as ambassadors and deal scouts for us. We have an IC that is set up by students or or of or by recent graduates, and we take a call uh, whether we would like to invest in that company or not. So they go through some bit of a filtration process, and we invest mm -hmm. fifty lakhs, right, uh, which is uh, through a safe note, right. This is generally at a pre-seed seed level, right, uh, post paper plan, but around the MVP stage, right? Where we know that there is some sort of a product being built out, right? But it's not completely fleshed out or it's not live yet. Uh, what, what we've tried to do is we've tried to build synergies across the Indian ecosystem. So we have a lot of uh, partners from existing VC funds that support us, that, uh, you know, speak to us at Campus Fund uh, in terms of uh, interactions, in terms of learning, in terms of their take on certain sectors and how to look at pre-seed seed uh, opportunities. And I think that we've been able to actually do quite a good job. We've now invested in seven to eight companies of which four have already got follow-on investments from large okay. Indian VCs, right? Uh, so we, we've, we've been uh, quite active uh, and I think that we are trying to put together this student entrepreneurship ecosystem in India. So uh, that's uh, the deal from the for this can you can you repeat that how big is the deal flow how many companies uh, are succeeding in this mode wow uh, so we have approximately 30 people that look at companies for us including people that sit on the ic that's including myself and uh, you know each everyone so we i think last year we might have spoken to probably 500, 600 startups, right? Okay. Uh, and, and yeah, we have a 1% conversion rate, right? So yeah, that's six yeah. to eight. Yeah, correct. Six to eight companies that we've, we've invested in. Very interesting. All right, yeah. well, very interesting in, in nuances and uh, insights into the Indian ecosystem. Thank you, Janam, for sharing. Of course, I'm uh, happy to answer any, any questions if you have, uh, if you want me to deep dive on something uh, or anyone you know in 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 the in the viewers have any questions? I'm happy to answer. So let me uh, find out from Maureen what is going on. Uh, so um, Manisha is supposed to pitch, right? Maureen, could you advise us on what your program situation is next? I think there's an audio issue. There's a WebEx probably has released an update. I have a lot of difficulty logging into this. She's having audio issues. You've not so who's so what do you what do you want me to do?
Manisha is not scheduled. Okay, got it. All right. Okay. No, I'm just looking at the public messages that Manisha is sending and responding to that. Are you Are you able to hear me? Am I audible? We can hear you. Yes. Yeah. You have. Hi there. You want yeah. to... So I'm I'm actually not scheduled for today, but I did think I would at least listen in. Um, WebEx did install some sort of plugin, and I apologize. I was having issues with the audio, and I had to rejoin twice. But um, this was a really insightful conversation, and I look forward to presenting my deck next week. And Mari, okay. I think I'm on for next week. If, if I'm not mistaken, I just need to get you my deck. That's fine. Uh, Manisha, where are you joining from? Uh, I'm in Boston. You're in Boston. Okay, very good. Very good. So, so Maureen, no one's on the schedule today, right? To pitch? I just want to make sure that I'm not skipping anybody's scheduled slot. I have a very full day today. I have like three calls back to back right now. Okay, so all, everyone wanted more time next week's slot. That's fine. Very good. Actually, that's very helpful for me because I have an absolutely chock full schedule today. Well, Jana, we will uh, stay in touch and, um, you know, hopefully we can do some stuff together and uh, keep, you know, let us know if there's anything that, uh, you know, you want to do with us vis-a-vis -vis your campus fund efforts and, you know, we have an scalable way of teaching. So yeah. by yeah. all means, we'll be happy to help you out where, you know, where you think we should there's be in touch. Uh, probably, yeah, probably I will, I will, I will, uh, I will write to you sometime next week uh, and see if uh, we can, we can, we can like get on a call and and like discuss absolutely. this. Absolutely, absolutely.